0: Good morning and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com for our monthly devotionals, platforms and more. This is the Welcome to Faith Podcast, and I'm Mark Hawks. Thank you so much for being here with us again today. I want to continue with Paul in the 23rd chapter of the book of Acts. He goes before the council. He goes before the Sanhedrin court. In the 23rd chapter of the book of Acts, in verse 1, let me read it. And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity. Lord, we pray that you would bless your word as it goes forth. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. So in verse 2, And the high priest Ananias commanded them that to strike Paul on the mouth. Now they perceived that Paul was being disrespectful. Paul would have shown proper respect for him had, had he known that he was the high priest. So in verse 4, And they that stood by said, Revileth thou God's high priest. Paul says in verse 5, He says, he said, Brother, he said, I, I did not know that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. It has been said that Paul had some eye problems that he had that he couldn't see clearly. We know that when he was converted, when he came to the Lord, the Lord smote him with blindness for three days. And after three days Ananias came and prayed for him, the scale fell from his eyes, and he received his sight, and he began to preach Christ and him crucified in the synagogues. So we know we know that he was blind, but it, we have some indication in the Bible that he had a, an eye problem. He said in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 11, one of the letters to the Galatians, and he says, You see how large a letter I have written unto you with my own hand. Uh, There is some indication that he had some eye problems he wasn't able to see clearly. So Paul was not trying to be disrespectful. He just did not know. And he says, I did not know that he was the high priest. He says, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. So in verse six, when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other's Pharisees, now the Sanhedrin court was made up of two two parts, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees, they were the fund they were fundamental in in their doctrine. They believed in the in the resurrection from the dead. They believed the Old Testament scriptures. And uh, the Sadducees were liberal. They were uh, on the left. You might say the Pharisees were on the right and the Sadducees were on the left. So it says here in verse 7, And when he, Paul, so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the multitude was divided. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Verse 9, And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees, they said, We find no evil in this man. The Pharisees said, We find no evil in this man named Paul. But if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. So in verse ten, and when there arose, and when there arose a great dissension, so there's a division. So when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force once again. The uh, chief captain has to, uh, he has to uh, conduct once again a rescue mission. So what Paul was said to them has upset them so much that they're divided among themselves. They're going to get ready to tear into him again. So he sends his soldiers down there and take him by force from among them, and to bring him once again to the castle. You know, when I think about the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel of Christ, the gospel and the word of God was brought down to us from heaven's door, from the portals of glory, right to our doorstep. You say, well, Brother Mark, what do you mean? What I mean is that the word came from heaven's door right to our doorsteps, to where we live. In St. John chapter 1, verse 1, The Bible says, the beginning, in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Christ is the Word of God manifested in the flesh. That's what I mean. The Word came down from heaven right to our doorsteps. As the Apostle Paul attempts to explain his position and his conversion to the Sanhedrin court, you know, when I think about Christ and his teachings, his teachings are so clear. In Matthew chapter 5, He explained the scriptures so clearly. In Matthew chapter 5, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. And the Bible says in verse 1, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, We know what the Sermon on the Mount is. Blessed are the poor. Uh, Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And on the Sermon on the Mount, he covers about four or five or six topics. He talks about salt. He talks about light. He talks about anger. He talks about adultery. He talks about divorce. He talks about swearing. He talks about love. In verse 13, the first thing we want to look at here, he says, Now, I'm talking about this because Paul tried to explain his position to the Sanhedrin court, but because they were so full of wrath and already had their minds made up. Now, the Pharisees sided with him on that part about the resurrection from the dead. Yes, they did. The Sadducees, I don't know how in the world you can say you're a believer and you don't believe in angels or spirits or the resurrection from the dead. I don't know how some people can say that I'm a Christian, but I don't believe certain things in the Bible. In verse 13 of the fifth chapter the book of St. Matthew, Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast down and be trodden under the foot of men. Now we know that salt is a preservative. It preserves. We use it to preserve our food. Salt is a preservative. On one occasion, the scribes and the Pharisees, they came unto Jesus, and they said unto him, I think it's in Luke chapter 5, verse 33. And the scribes and the Pharisees came unto Christ and said, The disciples of John the Baptist, they fast. They fast and they pray. And the disciples of the Pharisees, they fast and they pray. And they said to Jesus, "But your disciples they eat and they drink." Jesus said in verse thirty-four, of the fifth chapter, book of Saint Luke. He re- replied to their question. Jesus said, "Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? Lo, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and in those days they shall fast." And he goes on and he talks about something being preserved. No man puts a piece of new garment upon an old piece of garment, and no man puts new wine into old bottles. The new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish, verse 38. But he says here, but new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. So Christ says that we are the salt of the earth. Then he goes on here in verse 14, and he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Then he says in verse 17, think not that I, I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Then he goes on down here in verse 20, and he says, For I say unto you, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now he uses this term about three, two, or three, or four times here in the fifth chapter book of Matthew, on the Sermon on the Mount. He says, You have heard that it was said by them of old time. Verse 21. Now he talks about anger. Anger. You remember when God told Moses to strike the rock? And on one occasion, he told Moses, he told Moses, don't strike the rock, but speak unto the rock. And he got angry, and he smote the rock. The Lord told him to speak unto the rock, not strike it this time. And he disobeyed. The Bible says that Moses became angry. The Bible says that anger rests in the bosom of fools. Jesus said, But I say unto you, verse 22, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. In Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son, he went away, spent all his living on riotous living. And the Bible says that when he came to himself, finally in the process of time, he came to himself. He found himself down there in a far away country. He ran out of money. When he ran out of money, he ran out of friends. He spent all his money, all his inheritance upon riotous living, wine, women, and song. He was buying drinks for everybody at the tavern, and he was the highlight of the town. Buying drinks for everybody. But when the money ran out, all his options ran out. And the Bible says in the 15th chapter, the prodigal son, that when he came to himself, he said, what am I doing down here? I will arise and I will go back. I will return back to my father's house. And I will say to him, I'm no, no longer worthy to be called thy son. But make me as one of your hired servants. He comes back. He had a long way to go back home because it said he went into a far country, so I'm I'm assuming he had to walk or hitch a ride every once in a while, but it took him a while to get back home to the father. And the father ran and met him, threw his arms around him, put a ring on his finger, put a brand new robe on him, brand new shoes on his feet, killed the fatty calf, started having a celebration. But it so happened that his older brother, he was out in the field. He heard the commotion. He heard the celebration. And he inquired at one of the servants, what in the world is going on? He said, haven't you heard? Said your younger brother has returned and your father has killed the fatty calf and now they're celebrating. Well, this didn't go down good. This didn't sound right. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. He did what? And the Bible says in the 15th chapter of the book of St. Luke, when the older brother learned that his younger brother had came back and the father killed the fatty cat, the Bible says that that he would not go in because he was angry. In other words, he was out there pouting. Hello? He was out there doing what? He was out there pouting. He was angry and he was pouting. He would not go in, but the father came out to him. And the, and the elder son said to him, Father, I've never disobeyed you. I've never done anything like he's done. I've never done anything like he's done. I've never rebelled. I've never spent my inheritance and wasted it like he has. And now he comes back, and now you do this for him. And the father says to the elder son, Son, I thought it good when when your brother came back to kill the fatty cat and rejoice and to celebrate because he once was dead, but now he's alive. He once was lost, but now he is found. And son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. But what kept him back from seeing things from a proper perspective was that he was angry. We'll do things when we're angry, and we'll blow our top, and we'll say we'll give them a piece of our mind, and 99% of the time we'll regret it. Why? Because we're angry. Verse 28 of the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, but I say to you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. Verse 32, talking about divorce, but I say unto you the words of Christ, that whosoever shall put away his wife. Now, in the time that Christ came upon the earth, the Jews will put away their wife if she burns the biscuits. Well, I've got to write the divorce. her. I'm going to write a bill of divorcement. That's what Moses gave me. I'm going to write a bill of oh, oh, she burned the biscuits. And I'm going to write a bill of divorcement and get rid of her and get me a brand new wife frivolous things they would use any excuse at all just to divorce their wife but I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife save for the cause of fornication causes her to commit adultery but whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery again you have heard that it has been said of, of old time referring again to the old testament he says in verse 34 but I say unto you swear not at all neither by heaven for it is God's throne Let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whosoever is more than these cometh of evil. You have heard that it has been said of them of old time, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Boy, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. It's the last thing I do. I'm going to get them. I'm not going to let that bitterness go. I'm going to hang on to that anger. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus said unto us, if one shall smite thee upon the cheek, turn the other cheek. Now he's talking about love. He's talking about real love, real commitment. And he says, Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him, go with him another mile. In verse 44, he says, talking about real love. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them, that hate you, and pray for them, which despitefully use you, and persecute you. Why? That you may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil, and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. If you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans and the sinners also do the same thing? So he talks about salt, light, anger, adultery, divorce, swearing, love, The Word of God, Christ made the Word of God so simplistic and so simple. The Word of God tells us in the book of Jeremiah chapter 18, a simple statement about what we are in the hands of God. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrote a work on the wheels. So Jeremiah, the prophet, is told to go down to the potter's house. Then I went down to the potter's house, and then behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. Verse 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. That's what we are. We are clay in the hands of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, and it seemed good to the potter to make it. Verse 5, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. And in verse 11, The Lord Jesus Christ speaks to the Apostle Paul his child here in verse 11. And the night father, after he'd been rescued, after he'd been brought back into the castle and rescued from the Sanhedrin court of the mob, and the night father, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. That's what the Lord Jesus said to him. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified of me in Jerusalem, so must you also bear witness also at wrong. So we'll close there. Thank you so much for being here with me today. May the Lord bless you until the next appointed time. In Jesus' name, amen. For listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app, and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.